Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Rover Talk. Dan, how are you? I'm good. I know it's been a while. For those of you that um, wait for our episodes to come out, we we truly do appreciate it, but our schedules lately have been getting in the way of everything. Dan, Dan just loves to go to Vegas. No, so. no, 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 no. I did see a uh, Defender at one of the shows, so I posted that on my Instagram, so I was happy to at least see that. Anyway, if you're... Um, if you're listening to us today, which hopefully this episode will go live, what day is today? Um, the 7th of March. Yeah. 7th of March, 2023. We'll try and get uh, it up quicker than usual. Yeah. Uh, we should be able to get it up quicker. Anyway, um, we're going to play, we're going to talk a little bit about everything, but we're going to play something called Guess the Auction because I have three cars at auction currently. You do. And a fourth one, which is coming out tomorrow. Awesome. So, um, Dan, before we get into <laughs> guess the auction, which kind of sounds like game show, like like Price know, is Right type yeah. of deal, right? All right. Before that, what have you been working on? Um, just working on fun. You know, uh, as you know, Chicago has had a really mild uh, winter the whole year, usually like 40s and 50s pretty much. And last week... It was in the 50s, and we got rain a lot, and then down at the farm, I got six inches of snow, and then it was 60 degrees the next day, so I was basically in mud and ruts heaven with uh, my L322 and just was just having just the best time uh, trying to get stuck, but, you know, the... The the thing with the L322, as you know, and most people know, it weighs almost 6,000 pounds. And so even um, attempting to, you know, get stuck, it, it, you know, it's kind of difficult to get uh, stuck. And I had a blast. It was, it was a great, great weekend. Well, good for you. Well, <clears throat> I haven't been doing any work because honestly, well, that's not really true. So, should I kind of go through the cars that came in? Or Sure. All right. Well, the um I had my um my um Here, let me do I have a quick PSA. Okay. Public service Please. announcement. Cuz you and I have been talking about this and we've been getting actually uh a lot of message, a lot of DMs. Um I have So there's this real going around and I'm not gonna just out of respect I'm not gonna say who uh this bespoke builder is but oh so I a lot of you have seen this reel several of you I know have reached out to Ivan and and reached out to me and you know legitimately were asking if it was a realistic reel or what the deal was and I just kind of wanted to reiterate uh, that the cost of a rusted out Defender, whether 90 or 110, should never, ever, ever cost you $80,000. I know Ivan and I could probably get you six of them or seven <laughs> of them for $80,000. But just realistically, you know, speaking... Um, you know, no, a rusted out one ten does not uh, cost you eighty thousand dollars. And you know, the if you're on Instagram, and you know, obviously it's nor 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 should you pay eighty thousand dollars for any defender that is not in or extremely close to running to perfect running condition. Well, the the thing is, is like nowadays you can literally buy every part. You can buy the frame, the body, like literally build your own Defender if you were so mechanically inclined. And all brand new parts, you know, would get you that. So, um, I, and as I was saying, if you're on Instagram, you know, your reels are obviously geared towards, you know, what you follow, what you you know, get sucked into and yeah, just just uh, like sh- shop and compare, and you know, don't don't take 
Um, this reel just kept popping up and popping up, and I'm just like, this cannot be real. But I just had to get that out there. No, a rusted out defender does not cost you eighty thousand, or should you expect that? So yeah, I just had to get that. Good, out. that's a good public service announcement. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody, everybody knows. So, um, I got a good shipment of cars in. Um, now I'll speak about. I'm going to start by my disappointment. Uh, for those of you that listened to the previous episodes, <clears throat> excuse me, a few episodes back, um, I bought a 200 TDI four-door color in red 1992 five-speed manual disco that had an amazing camper conversion on the top. Well, the brilliant shipper that I hired to take all of my cars from Spain to Belgium, because that's all the shipping I could get, uh, decided to take that camper off, and that camper stayed in Spain. So the car arrived without the camper, which is a huge disappointment. Yeah. So I've put a roof rack on it, um, which I found, and, and it's an original style roof rack. So that gives it a little bit of a look. And Dan and I just put some grow guards on the front. So for the for the lights, that looked kind of cool. Anyway, um, that was a huge disappointment, Dan. That yeah. really was. I mean, it, it, it was because I remember when I first saw it. That's the only reason I bought it. I, I was like so 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 excited, uh, you know, to see a, a a camper on on a on a D one, and it was like it was all matchy, like it was you know it was built for that specific uh, disco. So yeah, it was very disappointing. Um, you drove it over today, so I've, as you said, we just put on the guard. So I've already driven it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some work on this one. I'm gonna do suspension. I think it it, it needs. Well, we it. were talking about how how we how we felt that it needed the suspension because of you know the three to four hundred pounds that it was carrying you for know, who knows how long for twenty years. I mean, I'm, that camper, the tent looked uh, you know a lot older. So I'm sure like the the twenty years of that constant weight shift uh in a disco you know didn't didn't help it once you know the camper got removed and um you know that but as you know that's a pretty easy quick uh job on disco so yeah so that will that will be um anyway so that's that's uh that's the the one that needed the that needed work um i got a i really i'm i'm very surprised um i have a i got Another disco, a four-door, 300 TDI, five-speed manual in Disco's version of Ardennes Green, which is a little bit darker than the Range Rover version. I guess it goes by the year as well. Um, and I've been driving it around because I've been, I, I have two garages right now <laughs> that I'm using. And so I've kept one of the cars with me at all times, so that way I can kind of drive it around. And it drives really well it drives really well it needed a massive cleaning which is something that the guy when i the guy i bought it from which is a shop who also painted it should have cleaned it because it was part of our agreement didn't clean it i almost um i almost killed the guy when i got it and i was like you bleep, 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 bleep. cleaning the interior yes because yeah. it had half of spain with it but um it's turned out pretty well uh, all it needs is a new handbrake cable because the handbrake cable seems a little stretched doesn't really work that well so i just ordered it and then the other thing that i'm going to do to it um apparently gen one discos have a problem with the rear windows where the circuit board goes goes hoo-ha and so you don't get any power to your rear window so you can't roll them down apparently this i didn't know this but this is very common in fact they sell the kit to hotwire it on atlantic british because it's that big of a problem. Because it's that big of a problem. So you know, some of us prefer you know manual roll up windows. I know. So do I. Damn it, <laughs> electric windows. Anyway, really cool disco. I've been daily driving it around. It's it's really a, a nice car. Um, you know, it. The only thing I it just there's really nothing. I mean, I prefer a 200 TDI over a 300 TDI. But by the way. Okay, so real quick, let me do let me do a so I I everyone always talks you know that 
I've said my opinion several times about gas mileage. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. But when I got my 200 TDI Disco, I immediately pulled it into a garage, and I didn't touch it for like two weeks because I just had other cars that I needed to get ready for auction, so I didn't really have the time. When I pulled it out of the garage, since I'm, I never know if the gas gauge gives me an accurate reading or not, what I usually do is I use my my measurement is to put twenty five dollars of gas. They usually come pretty low from the port, if not completely drained, because they will drain them because they're that much of of dicks at ports. And I guess the shipping lines want really low gas. Anyway, when I got it, the needle was basically on the red. The reserve light was on, and I put twenty five dollars of diesel in in downtown Chicago. So it was probably like what, like five. Four, four gallons. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I drove that car to my <laughs> drove that car to my house, and then I drove it fifty miles one way, fifty miles another way, and then I drove it again fifty miles one way and fifty miles another way, and I still had I still wasn't I the reserve light came on, but I wasn't like at the very end. I honestly think I could have done almost like I'd say. About about two hundred miles. Oh, on e- easy. On, I, I tell you, I fill my two hundred every May, and it's good for the season unless I do. I mean, you know, unless I do like a thousand mile trip or something. But like, it that, just that lasts forever. So damn frugal. Yeah, much more than the three hundred TDI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, because so, there's no EGR on them. Yeah. Anyway, so we go back to the three hundred TDI. So it's a really great car. That one. Um, that one will be going in, unless somebody wants it. DM me. I'll send you pictures, information, everything. That one's going to be going up on Haggerty. Um, I've I have a liking for Haggerty. I've been wanting to work with him, but I want to get the obviously I need to get a handbrake fix. So once that part's in the mail, I sh- should be a pretty easy swap. Other than that, it runs really well. I put a brand new battery in it. Oh, that was the one. Did I, did I tell you a story about the car wash? <laughs> so all right, so. So I, I, uh, a friend of mine is is allowing me to use um, heat climate controlled parking in his building because he owns the the building. It's mainly offices, right? So I have a tandem spot, and so I kind of park myself in. And then there's some office tenant that parks in the front of me, so I can only go get the cars in the afternoon. Anyway, I I go to the garage and and I get there and there's nobody parked in front of me. And I thought, oh, this is great. So this is downtown Chicago, River North neighborhood. And actually, the building, the office building is right across the street of the first apartment I lived in when I moved to Chicago, hmm. literally right across the street. And so I know that there's a car wash right over there because when I came to Chicago, I bought a Jag XJS sight unseen because that's those are the things that I like to do. I never should have sold that car. I loved it. And, um, and so I, 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 I had to jump myself from one car to another, right? Right. <laughs> And I go, I think, well, what should I do? And I'm like, well, let me at least take it to the car wash to at least get some of this crap out. So it's a car wash that works really different than others because it, you basically drive into a diagonal bay, you park your car there, they wash it there, and then you pull it back out. But they do it for you. Of course, I park the car there. They can't get it started. So I have to, so here I am in between. Everybody in the River North neighborhood washing their Porsches and their, you know, very high-end cars. Obviously hand-washed. Hand-washed. Yeah. And here's my 1996 Disco that won't start. They have a jump box that isn't enough for a diesel engine. Oh, my God. So we got to push it out. Oh, my God. So we managed to push it out. Every Obviously, all the very nice employees have this sourpuss face on there. Because here's the thing, too. It's 40 bucks a wash there. That's a hell of a lot of money, or am I just old? Uh, no, that is ridiculous. Well, you are in River North, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what $40. I forty dollars, forty bucks. I got a guy who can do it for seven. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was that was, and of course, immediately I just did. I did what any what any common man would do. I called AAA. Yeah, and AAA was fantastic. They came in. They put a new battery in there. In the, in the car wash? No, we had to, we we managed to push it out of the car wash, which wasn't easy either because the floor of the car wash isn't 
necessarily got lots of grip. Right. So it took like 16 of us to try. Oh, my <laughs> God. Push it out of the car wash. Oh, my God. Oh, I was finding it a lot more funny than they were, obviously, because, you know, once you live in the Land Rover world, you're used to breaking down in odd yeah. places. So you kind of there's humor in it. So anyway, but that was just kind of a dumb story. And then I got a new battery and now it starts perfectly and just the battery, who knows when it was from. Yeah. But that one will be coming up. Um, so that brings us to Dan. We're going to play a game called Let's Guess the Auction Result. So just the. All of them. All of them. Well, you only have three out. Well, yeah. Right. So those, those three. three. Yeah. Oh, OK. So how can we do this? How can we do this non-biased uh, Lee? Because, you know, without, like, saying, you know, what you want for it. When do they end? I'm not going to say what I want for them. Okay. I'm just going to say what I think they should end at. Okay. Judged on how the auctions are going currently. So... So let's start with the dog. Let's start with the Mercedes. Okay. So the Mercedes is a 1993 Mercedes E320 coupe with a Jetrag dogleg manual transmission. Are we saying what site it's on? 89,000 miles. Yes, it's on Cars and Bits. Okay. This car, um, the unique feature is the manual transmission because it wasn't sold in the U.S. They only put the 3.2 Mercedes in line six, which is a beautiful engine, 220 horsepower. Um, in in this car for three years. So that was it. It was the end of the W124 run. The car's on original paint, two owners. Everything works. Everything. It's a magnificently magnificent driving car. The bid right now is at 9500 It ends on Thursday. So today's Tuesday, day after tomorrow. Yep. What do you think? 13850 13850? Yeah. I think that's going to go higher. See, I I I I'm going to stick with that number. I think it's 16 and a half. And so okay. I think it's 16 and a half. No. Now are you like what are you are you basing it on you think because of the dog leg, like the rarity of the box and the driving well, experience? Well, for for starters, regardless of the gearbox, it's a sub-100,000 mile rust-free Mercedes W124 in excellent running condition. So if you look at any other, any other W124 E320s, it's... It's almost impossible to find anything under 100,000 So it's blue miles. with cloth, right? It's cloth? Well, it's actually gray. They call it blue-gray in Europe yeah, and here in the U.S. It's gray. Yeah. Um, cloth interior. Um, it, the on car it, is gray? Yeah, the car's gray. And the cloth is like grayish black. That car is not gray. It's gray. That car? Yes. Pull it up. Pull it up. It's gray. Although the it color looks- is called blue-gray something. Something. Sorry, I don't speak any German. I hope none of you that speak German are offended out there. Um, I I kept assuming it was like um, like the you know like the German like not midnight blue, but like that's probably I'm probably going to describe it exactly how it is. It's the gray. It's gray. It looks gray, although the color is supposed to be like, it's what they, you know how Mercedes kind of likes to paint everything like the same color, but then, but then they call it something else. I'm very familiar. (laughs) Okay. You got to admit that the car's gray. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like a, like a blue charcoal-y, like gray. So you're gonna go. So I'm just under fourteen, uh, and you're at sixteen five. So sixteen five. M- m- w- w- the reason I think is because a sub hundred thousand mile E three twenty coupe is basically um, 
impossible to find because they're such good cars that rarely would you would it get to 30 years old and have such low mileage and not have like four or five hundred thousand miles yeah so and then on top of that it's got the rarity of the according to the Nitzke guide this car was there were 12,000 more or less well a little bit less I they the exact numbers are there I don't remember them the exact numbers are about 12,000 made in the three-year run 92 93 94 and considering that it w- that it cost new eighty four thousand marks, which would be like eighty four thousand euros in nineteen air conditioning, no air hell- conditioning, a- AC, AC, everything, AC Work, works great, works great, heat works great, electric windows, front and rear, pillarless coupe, okay, everything works on it. So that's where I think the value is. And then on top of that, there's people would say that less than twenty five percent of what was made had the manual gearbox because this was an expensive car. So people wanted the, you know, in Europe, this would have been an automatic. The U.S. only got the automatics. Right. So that that's where I think this one is, is, is about to, la- is, is going to land more or less. Do I think it's worth more? Yes. I think it could be worth more. Yeah. I mean, if I, I think if I didn't put this one up for auction and I held onto it, I think I could find a buyer for, for 20. Somebody that really appreciates the fact that it has a jet drive five speed, yeah, which is a fantastic transmission, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah. All right, so that's our car number one. We're going in um, in chronological order of when they're ending. Um, let's see. So, the mini. Um, I think the mini is. Should I describe it or before you give your bid? No, go ahead. I mean. No, go ahead. You can describe it. Okay. And explain that, you know, the difference between uh I mean can I say a real one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, our UK UK version. All right. So, just real quick. In the mid 60s, like Land Rover did was with Metallurgica de Santana, later Santana. British Motor Corporation decided that they wanted to enter the U.S. the um, uh, Spain market, and foreign company ownership was not allowed, so they had to find a partner. The partner they found was called Nueva Montaña Quijano, in near the city of Pamplona, and together they formed the AUTHI, which is A U T H I, which is Automóviles de Turismo Hispano Ingleses, which translate to tourism automobiles. English Spanish in in the literal rough translation of it. Yeah. So this company assembled minis and other Morris products. So this is one that came out of that uh, factory. This car is special because it only has 26,000 kilometers from new. It belongs to a friend of mine who sent it to me to sell here in the U.S. And it's a single family owned car. His aunt bought it new. The receipt for the purchase is there. Um, it's a f- you know the, the, all the documents are there, so it is truly an untouched, unmodified original mini, and you can tell that it runs and looks like it's got twenty six thousand miles on it, twenty six thousand kilometers. Sorry. So with that said, it's got the well, not the detriment, but it is a you know it, it is an eight fifty. CC, which is the smaller of the three engines that were available um, for the year and for the mini run. But it does have the deluxe finish, which gives you the oval cluster, the temp gauge, the oil pressure gauge. And um, and it, it's just a blast to drive. So that one ends on Friday. Okay. Current bid is 11. It's on Bring a Trailer, if anybody wants to take a look at it. Where do you think it lands? I think it's going to maybe where? Well, do you want to go? I mean, I my gut's telling me that it, it's actually going to break twenty. So, I I am I think it's going to be between like twenty and twenty two. Even though it is Spain, I think just the just the fact that well, 
Do you think it's going to be more than that? Mm, you know, here's the here's here's the thing. I've been I've loved minis. Mini was my first import. I've had a bunch of them, but I can never really work out like the market dynamics because there was well, one, the market is always just after like there's it, but, but, it changes but it from does month but, to month. Yes, but with Land Rovers, it's more predictable, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, like you you know what a what a what a two door disco with a TDI engine and decent mileage is going to do. You know whatever you know, you get an anomaly every once in a while, something that sells really high or really low. Yeah. But more or less, you can you know you can pinpoint a bracket with minis. I can't. The I there was one that sold last month, and it and okay, it was it was a British you know mini sixty three or sixty four I think it was or sixty one. It might have been a Mark One with the the hinges on the outside, fully restored, beautifully done car. Seriously, it was just it was just outstanding. It sold for forty two, yeah, and it was an eight fifty. I thought the forties were for Cooper S's. So, I'm I'm just I'm a little I'm a little I, I mean, do do I think I mean the, here's the thing, the thing is, any uh, like even that other mini that sold for forty two that was restored. This is unrestored. This is like this, it's only well, going to be I, like this once. I think that's. It has a few things going for it. One, the fact that it literally has no miles. Two, it's completely untouched. Yes, it's a in a Spanish version, but it's in the most iconic color. So yeah, it's a racing green. Yeah. So like you, it hits the trifecta there in regards to like condition. I mean, we all know that these minis. You know, once once they start to go, you know they're just toast, and and they're so easy to modify too. They're so easy to like, you, you can do anything to them. Yeah, and it's simple, and there's a huge aftermarket. So. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like that um, that bull bar that's on it, but once you remove it, it 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 just look amazing. And I think just the look of it. Uh, just how pristine it is, I think, is is what's actually going to push it over, uh, you know, the twenty mark. I, I I I think so too. In in I was I was spot on with you. I thought twenty was the twenty was going to be the number. Yeah. And what date is it? So three days. So Friday. Ends on Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, it depends on how people did in the market during the week. Um, but yeah, I I think. I think it has a two in front of it. So, all right. Now we get to the now we get to the the the, the always controversial on bring a trailer, which hasn't been this auction has been peaceful. Um, I have well. Let's see how I how how I would describe this. All right, so I bought in Spain a while back a nineteen sixty four one hundred nine two door. Soft top series to a Santana diesel in marine blue. In marine blue, restored. Um, it was restored by a um a, a known people that a family that we knew, and they wanted. There were eight brothers. They have a big farm in the south of Spain, and one of the one of the brothers actually did this for a living. He restored Land Rovers. Unfortunately, when COVID came around, he was um. He got a very bad case of COVID and had a stroke and just couldn't recover from from that in order to work on these anymore. So we were asked to come in and I had I we bought I bought two car well, I actually bought three, but the third one didn't have any paperwork, so that one I got my money back on. So I got these two. This was one of this being one of them and the other one the Santana, the eighty eight gas Santana that I had um what was it like two months ago? Three months yeah. ago? Yeah. Anyway. So I'm You've seen this car, driven it, and been in it. So, what, yep. what's your thought? Well, it's you know, it's kind of hard because I I know what you really, I know what you need out of it. Like, there's a backstory to it. We won't get, go into it, but if I'm just going with how the market is lately, um, with Santana's, um. 
I'm going to say it's probably going to top out at like 28. Just going by like the market. What do you, what do you think of it? I want your, you know. We, so, uh, as you said, I have been with with the vehicle with you and your daughter. Um, drove it for, you know, a skosh. Um, it It's a beautiful looking truck. Like there's really nothing that you, you can't fault it for um, in, in regards to like how it captures the essence of like, you know, what uh, open, you know, 109, you know, would be. Um, I love marine blue, obviously. I own one. Um, you know, I, I think the, I think what might hold it, keep it under 30, um, might be the fact that it's a diesel is the only thing that I think people are, you know, going into, you know, we're going into summer. It's, you know, if you're selling cars like this, obviously you want to sell them in March and April. So you might have that going for, uh, this auction, you know, it's typically the best time of year to, to sell open vehicles. Um, but aesthetically it's amazing. Like there's a feature in the glove box that I know people have already brought up on the site that I thought was, was, you know, pretty awesome for, uh, for the feature. I'd never seen that, uh, before, um, it's the Land Rover uh, glove box embossed, which is is pretty awesome. Um, you know, I just i it I think it's gonna hover right around that thirty. All right. Well, I'll tell you, it, I honestly think that that you're probably right. I think this one might make it to thirty five, and the reason. The reason I think that is because... Wait, what day does it end on? This one ends next Monday. Next Monday. Yeah. So the reason I think think that is because, first of all, the paint um, is perfect. The and paint I, is amazing. The paint is perfect. And I, and I know that, that there's always the naysayer that says you can't notice the... River, the, the, the spot welds. The spot welds, but... Uh, you know, we could go into the spot well conversation, which we already have, so let's just leave it out because it's ridiculous. Anyway, the thing about this car is that it's a it's a true 2A with the inboard headlights, which is always my favorite look yeah. for for a Land Rover. Um, you know, the engine apparently was rebuilt. I don't know, but it runs really well. Yeah, no, it does. It runs really well. Um, the... The body is straight as an arrow. The chassis is clean and rust free. Um, the seats are basically new. Yep. It, it the the gauges actually work, which yep. is a rarity. They're original, but the temp gauge works. Yeah, yeah. And the gas gauge also works, and the speedometer chugs along. So all of that actually works. Working on a car for me is pretty rare. Um, and now it seats. How many? Fifty-two people. So it seats a hundred and twelve. Because that that conversation was coming up, and it it was nice that um, that our friends uh, overseas. I think he's from Autoology, right? Yeah, yeah. Paul. Chimed in about the Paul, chi- yeah. Paul chimed in about the chicken text to kind of clarify that. But this, as it is, currently seats realistically like six, like eight. You can get, well, it, so eight adults and okay, so I'll tell you the, the, 18 children, like, <laughs> like 10 Margaret's in the back. There's ex- sitting still. There's, there's <laughs> what you know is a hard thing to do. Right. <laughs> so, it, in theory, you've got four bench seats in the back, which would, in theory, and I'm just saying this in theory, it would, it would seat two per bench. So, in theory, you could get 11 people into this. Oh, car. okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It, if, r- regardless of the fact that some people um, disregard Santana because they're Santana, 
1964, a Santana was basically a Land Rover, a just Land Rover. with the Santana badge. Just with the Santana badge. So if you if you were going for the purity of it, it in all actuality, it's the same thing. The, and the other thing that I that I that I think this car um, has going for it is that it's 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 you can there's details of like the inside that are well done. Like they didn't cheap out and take that central gear, the gauge panel, and paint it black. Right. Because that's more convenient when it should be body color. Yeah. Um, the steering wheel, it's got the three-spoke, even though the center thing is a little bit beat up, but it's an original steering wheel. The gauges are all original. Um, there's there's details of this, and then, you know, the stuff that needed to be replaced is replaced. It's fully galvanized all the trims, so you don't have any painted-over trim. or Well, any, that's to say, you... you you know, you're you need that buyer that appreciates yes the bu- the those details the bump- because the galvy the bumpers like all that is still you know galvy and so you know we and, and just for ex- need that person in the room yeah and for example all the seals are new all the handles are new all the little trim that's in the windows and and um, in the doors is new. The sills are new. The floors are new. The bolts are correct for their period correct, so they're the right type of galvanized or stainless bolts that that were put on there from the get-go. It, it has, you know, all of those. And, and I started it, and I tried to show in the start video the hand throttle so people knew that. Yeah. But the other thing is that I, I should probably should have put it in the video. The day I started it, um, it was probably uh, 30 degrees out. Oh yeah, yeah. And I purposely pulled it out of the garage. I let it sit there for a couple hours, so it could get like cold, cold, just because it warmed yep. up a little bit to get out of the garage. Yeah. And then I started it again. Then I put the camera on to start it again, just to make sure that people could see that it that it, I hope that reflects that it's actually a diesel that starts in the cold. Yeah. If any of you have a series diesel, you know what I'm talking about. These things, when it's under 32 degrees, it's a freaking battle to get them running and it's not by anything it's just they're they're very exposed engines there's nothing you know the 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 glow plugs work but it just it just takes a battle to get them to get them to run yeah so that i i think it i mean and could this be worth more than 35 absolutely i think it is just we have to play on today's market conditions and what you know what's being paid for right now do I think that maybe in a different economic climate this would be fifty? Absolutely. Yeah, fact. I mean, I was just gonna say if it was fourth quarter of twenty twenty one, you know, we're looking at a forty eight thousand yeah. dollar Santana because just the the restoration work on it, um, it, it you know it definitely was thought out, and I know you had a big hand in in you know kind of moving it along, and um, so. But anyway, this one is, uh, it's just, it's really cool. The other, I mean, the blue, the blue is just, you know, it's yeah. just so good in person. The other the other thing, too, that I specifically like about this car is that the gearbox is super tight. Now, anybody, again, if you haven't owned a series and you're listening to us, the gearbox is like guessing, right? Yep. E- even, even, even if it's rebuilt or whatever, it's just, it's not a precise gearbox. So, yeah. They usually have a lot of slop, which is fine. Doesn't I mean you just once you learn your shift pattern, you're like fine. This one feels super tight. It it really does. And others I've had have not felt tight, and that's fine. You you, you know you learn to drive it, and it's that's it what works he said. perfect. <laughs> it works perfectly. But um, but yeah, that's I I think this car is just fantastic to look at. Um, the top is brand new Exmoor. Thanks to Dan, I was able. If you see the pictures on the listing, you'll see that um, someone knew how to roll it up properly. That wasn't me. That was Dan. And then we fixed the back, just because I always bring it up. But yeah, the back flaps need to be tucked in, which yep. usually they're not. So, well, cool. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll talk next week to see where these land. And then the other one that's coming up, which will be live tomorrow on um on Cars and Bids, is the Range Rover, the classic. And which um, which one? Colorado Silver two door three point nine manual. Remember the one that needed a new battery? That I oh yeah, yeah yeah. So that car uh, will be coming up, but we'll, we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about that one next week. I yeah. think. Yeah. Have I seen that? Um, you've seen it 
not washed and from the outside, you know, inside the garage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, okay. I mean, you have so many cars. So, it's like... so that one, I was, I'll tell you a quick, quick, quick little story that I had with it. So, um, I drove it to get photographed. Well, I, I drive it, you know, I, I haven't been able to drive these much because we just, we've had a mild winter, but there have been snow days and snow days in Chicago come with salt. So, yep. that automatically means that everything stays still. Anyway, I drove it. And then I drove it around for a day just to make sure that everything worked like I remembered it. I actually drove this car about 150 miles from where I bought it from to Madrid when I was in Spain. So I already knew it was a good it was a good driving car because it drove very well. Anyway, I parked it in the garage. Um, you know, I, I it had some seat covers that that were on that protected the seats beautifully. So I took those seat covers off because they were really ugly looking, and I wanted the original look. Um, and then all of a sudden. Um, I'm getting oil pressure light. I park it in the garage. I leave it there. And then I take it out to take three pictures and the light starts flashing at me. And I'm like, oh shit. You know the oh shit moment? Yeah, yeah, So the light comes and goes, but it's not intermittent. It just comes and so I'm thinking, okay. This doesn't make sense. So immediately, I mean, I literally did one round around the block and then I parked it again and I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to use this because, I mean, if I just started it, it just came on, it's fine. You know, it's right. not, not a big deal. So I'm thinking, what could be the problem here? So I'm checking the oil and I'm buying oil and I'm buying filters and I'm, well, maybe the oil is old and it's just not. And then all of a sudden in the back of my in my mind, I'm thinking, wait a second, the oil filter is actually pointing down on that engine. Well, sideways on that engine. And it's very, very, very exposed. And then I thought, and so is the connector that gives you the oil pressure light. And I got underneath the car. Sure enough. I pulled that little plug off. I cleaned it up. Cleaned up both sides. Pulled it back on. And the light never came on again. Awesome. So that was that a freebie? That was a freebie. That was that was a that was a that was a freebie. That was, I I I think I went home and had a scotch after that. Right? Because there's nothing there's nothing that I fear more in my life than the oil pressure light. Anything else I'll take. Right. Right. Like yeah. anything else, but the oil pressure light that that just gives me the willies because I automatically think, oh shit, we got to open. Yeah. Anyway, so so there's are, one more that I want to. There's one car that's on. I'm gonna play. Continue this auction game for okay, a second. Okay, let's play. Let's play. So let's play. So there's uh, uh bring a trailer. There's a really rare, ish sort of speak. Uh, just put in 1991 Range Rover. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. I don't know if you have seen this yet this week. Let me let me pull it up. Okay. I may have already seen it. Is it the Roman? Yeah. Yes. What do you think this Roman... Okay, so first of all, I love my dear friends that bring a trailer. But you can't put 170 miles shown on a car that has an engine transplant. And the second line is, blah, 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 Hennessy, can I... And is powered by a replacement 4.6 liter V8. Yeah. So, right. so we no longer have 170,000 miles shown. We have true mileage unknown or a little underneath engine replaced at. Right. So that we know that the rest of the running gear went for however long it went. Correct. All right. So, you know, you, you, you and I are both fans of the Roman. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful color. Yep. I... It, it looks super clean underneath. Um, one owner, I've, I've always, I've always said the same thing. One owner is good, but it's not a deciding factor for me. I know for the market it is. Yeah. So where is this one going to land? So it came out yesterday, right? It's got uh, six days left. Yep, six days left. And is there? I haven't read through it, but. Um, is the 4.6, I I assume it's, is it like a board out 4.6 or is it like a 4.6 from a P38? It doesn't, I, 
he bought he bought the block from from uh Atlantic British. Oh, okay. So it might be one of those remanufactured ones. Yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a donor. It, oh. it, it was he bought a short block. Um you know, probably probably remanufactured. But the only information that I think we were given is that he bought a short block from uh, Atlantic British. Okay, so this I think I think this car now I, I I'm I have different thoughts on what it's worth yeah. versus what it will go for. Okay. So in a different market condition, more stable. I would think this is seventy five thousand. Okay. And the reason why is because I think that the conversion, uh, just by looking at it and by looking at the pictures, have been done properly. Which is every it it all looks pretty stock, yeah. But then it isn't. So it's kind of I guess you could kind of call it a sleeper, right? Right. right. Um, it looks great underneath. There doesn't seem to so be. So did any... you just say seventy five thousand? Yeah. And right now in today's market. Today's market. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of about sixty. Okay. What do you think? It's a hard one to pinpoint because you know it's, it, it's. I mean the 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 con, does the conversion does the the engine thing add value at it and then I mean here's the thing, the the way I kind of look at it is if it were a hundred seventy thousand on the original engine or an engine rebuild would it be worth more? Probably not. Right. That's just it. Like you're not you're not gaining anything from that originality of, yeah. of having even though this this the seller and I've kind of been pushing him to to literally add up every receipt cuz he has every receipt from day 1 so I've been like kind of as a moment for the world to see like cuz you, you rarely do you ever have a, a Range Rover Classic that's owned by the same person for for 32 years let alone have every receipt so i think it would have just been like awesome to have a grand total of <laughs> how much it costs to actually maintain and run a classic for for 32 years um i thought it would just be amazing I he kind of sounded like he might want to do it but then he was like i'd get too depressed if i actually i i would ask a lot of questions because um for example the axles have the the markings from factory so at least the the front axle looks to be original yeah i mean it has all the original war paint on but has it been rebuilt has the diff been taken out and you know the guts replaced i see there's there's some red bushings on the on the um called the the rear arm so that's clearly been redone which is great i mean i think it's i i think this car in a different market would be 75 i think it's going to land near 60 yeah yeah i'm i'm having it it's got it's kind of off to a slow start but um i'm kind of i'm seeing it anywhere in that probably the same as you that 58 to 64-ish kind of range. Um, I think someone might... I think there might be people that are set aback by the color, too. Yeah, Roman isn't a color for everybody. No, if it... I mean, if it was in an iconic... Green or white. Green. Um, I, I... You know, we've seen them... We've seen themselves on here in the 70s, uh, 80s. Um, yeah, Roman isn't isn't really for anyone but i just think the the history of the car is definitely going to play um you know a lot into it. it has the original head unit um it hasn't been like i mean if you think if you think about it or at least for those of us that like the originality of it like it, it's the ideal way to do it because you came to a point where you obviously needed a new engine yeah and so you just basically had somebody bore you out a nice block of a 4.6 which gives a probably upgraded power and plenty of upgraded power and yet you left everything inside you know you didn't put a lift kit on it you didn't touch the bumpers you didn't you know yep and i absolutely love that yeah i parcel tray like everything looks just it's a really really great looking car you know there's no rust like the tailgates like 
great. Like it's it's pretty amazing. I w- I wonder. Do you uh, I, you would think it has been repainted at some point? What do we think about that? Or or very well cared for, which very could be like very well original. Could be one of these owners that like has it waxed twice a year. I I think it is because the if you look at the badging, like the the bonnet and the tailgate are original. So it's it's really hard to to do a repaint and maintain that sort of uh originality with the with the bonnet yeah lettering and the tailgate well it looks outstanding i i i, I, mean, I and i told him right away i was like i hope to god you're rewarded for that sort of commitment you know to to, to have this type of car for 32 years is is amazing yes and I'm sure that during at least ten of those years, it was a daily driver. Because <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Because the miles would would attest to that. Yeah. Very cool listing. Yes. Is there anything else? Um... No, just the just the usual flow of you know L three two twos. There's just every day. There's there's just new ones every single day. Um. Yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing's been too too great. There is a a P thirty eight as much as not. I'm not a fan of this one. Actually, I really like this thirtieth anniversary just mainly because it was driven its whole life. Um, you know, it's got uh, a quarter of a million miles, and it looks like it has seventy thousand miles. Yeah, it looks the color's great. Yeah. By the way, I've been chasing down. I've got. I've got a. I, I tried to buy. Did I? Did I, t- I probably talked about this on the podcast. Um, about a about a year ago, I found a a manual gas P thirty eight with the four point One of the, it was one of the first ones that they they that they put the manual. Oh really? Yeah. And I I even sent my I wasn't I couldn't go to Spain so I sent my father down to Seville I was like get on the high speed train and go see this car so he goes down there and the car looked outstanding um, I'm not sure if it had air suspension or not I can't really um, I can't really remember to be honest with you um, but anyway there was a paperwork issue so I couldn't buy it oh. and I've refound that car now at a dealership, which I'm thinking at least now it's got the paperwork in order. Right. So I have a feeling I'm going to buy that car. So it's a manual. So is oh, it yeah. a 98? It's a 94. Oh, okay. Because it's got the 4.0. Oh, 4.0. 4.0. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll keep you guys posted on that. Anyway, Dan, thank you for um, helping me put those girl guards on today. Yeah. That took us all of... Uh, 30, 30 seconds. 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> So um, we'll be back soon. Um, hopefully, if by the way, if any of you want to play the auction game, get on and get online and see the listings and, and shoot DM, shoot shoot us yeah. what we what you think they're going to end at. It'll be fun to see if um, someone hits the spot. If someone hits the spot, we'll send them something. We'll send them a gift. If someone hits the price, but of course, you got to do it before the auction ends, yep. and in not two minutes. You got to wait like like the day before. So tomorrow for the Mercedes, Thursday for the Mini, Sunday for the for the 109. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.